This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show, where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap between the spirit realm and the physical world. With Ani Avedisian, the Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com. Hello everyone, I'm Ani Mad Shaman Avedisian. Welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism, give it all a good hard shake and pour, dress it with the olives of grace and empathy, sit back, sip slowly, and contemplate the wonder of cosmic co-creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for yet another round of cocktails on this week's Metaphysical Martini, the show that tries to sort out what's true, don da don don what's woo, don da don don and what gets flushed down the loo in today's Oh my God, Maud, it's another round of blatant election fraud. It can't be called competing when the bad folks are openly cheating. No amnesty for the perpetrators of the Covidian genocide. You can run, you bastards, but you can't hide. I, for one, will never let it slide. Pompous, catawampus, smarmy, pretentious, snooty little world. As always, my darlings, we do try to do this with as much dignity and decorum as can be mustered on any given day. We are not always successful, I'll admit to that, but we are honour bound to give it our best shot. And on this show, The Metaphysical Martini Show, we do love the odd shot now and then, yes we do. In fact, let me take a sip of today's drinky poo, just to see if it will sustain me through the remainder of the show. Hold on. <clears throat> Ooh, not bad. Not bad at all. <clears throat> I can really feel it in the nose area there. Mm. Welcome back to all my martini heads. And if you are new to the show, a very warm welcome to you. Be advised, this show is not politically correct, so as not to erode the intellect. There's far too much of that sort of thing going on, and it is not useful in any shape or form to right-minded or functional people. It serves, as does CRT, only to incite hate where healing is taking place and only to divide when the process of unity is honestly well underway. And shame to all who fell for it, reclaim your minds from the social engineers and replace the tape recorders in your heads with actual brains because it will serve you better. On today's show, and just for today's show, we won't follow the usual format. There are two reasons for this. Number one, the show is aired and produced in Florida and Hurricane Nicole is currently visiting Florida. So it's been touch and go as to whether or not we had a show today. And number two, some of the questions people have sent in are quite frankly insane. People are literally losing their minds. These, these feelings that they're out of control. And you know, when you're in a crisis, people, control is gold. Let's remember to focus only on what is within the sphere of our control. <clears throat> that would be our thoughts, our reactions, our actions. That's it, our thoughts. Our reactions are actions. Is there such a thing as outer awareness, people? No, because perception is unique to the individual. There is only inner awareness. So you could say that consciousness is defined as the sum total of one's inner awareness. So why would I bring that up? And I'll tell you, because yes, it's a mess out there, but it doesn't have to be a mess in here, in our being, what exactly is the benefit in stressing out and going bonkers? What does it achieve? Well, nothing of value. You just add fuel to the fire and oh my God, the establishment just loves you for that. So I thought to myself, self, I said, 
since most of the letters you received this week were along the lines of why didn't I figure this out? Why did I fall for the lies? Why did I put my family in danger? I thought we would devote the show to spiritual integrity honoring our divine cosmic pedigree. The lies, of course, that the people were referring to, you know, well, you know, you remember that story about a deadly virus that will kill everyone if they didn't obey ridiculous and humiliating instructions given by establishment lackeys. So honestly, peeps, I have no idea how the next hour will play out, but I will be valiant and I will do my best. And of course, at the end of the show, I will share the recipe to my cocktail du jour. A lot of reminiscing has been going on. <clears throat> not just in this household, but uh, in households all over the world. A lot of re-evaluation. And if ever there was a time to re-evaluate why we are so world-weary, this would be that time. If ever there was a time to ask why relationships are falling apart, this would be that time. People are going crazy, quite literally losing it. And I don't know anyone who has not experienced this on some level in their tribes, in their work, in their social circles. And as the light, as the truth gains momentum, as we're dragged kicking and screaming into the new golden age, we are reminded that the divine illumination projects light into every nook and cranny of our world and every nook and cranny of every individualized being. If ever there was a time to realize that nothing external changes unless the internal changes, this would be that time. We're asking, why did we fall for it? Why? Give us a magic formula. You know, there is no magic formula, my darlings. There is only doing the right things day in, day out, honorably, ethically. There's no magic formula. There's just focusing on practicing the tenets of spirituality constantly and making your divine nature the primary vibe within you at all times. If the spirit is to inhabit the human, the human must be aware of the spirit. The human must shift its vantage point from mortal to divine or to cosmic if you prefer. From that vantage point, the human develops a capacity for objectivity and objectivity, as we all know, facilitates the functional processing of emotional triggers. An energy anatomy that is liberally dusted with emotional triggers, triggers it, well, that's comparable to a minefield in a war zone. You're so afraid you might step on a mine and blow yourself to smithereens. You actually prefer to stand still, standing still, frozen in fear. The goal of any teaching of any metaphysical principle should be to explain that in plain English at 101 level, at every level really, um, to people and meet them at their level of awareness because that will help us negotiate the earth realm and to play the game of life. So my tagline is let the spirit inhabit the human. And that means that our goal is not to separate the human and the spirit. We want them to be merged, work as one. But I talk about world affairs because part of me, the human part of me, lives here in this world. And my personality is something I want to refine so that it is so refined, it, it invites the spirit in to take over its programming. A little spiritual integrity 101 for confused and world-weary humans. That's what we need. 2020, if we think back, <laughs> challenged us in ways we didn't expect, and in most cases, ways we were unprepared for. Now, before I go further, let me just remind everyone, my comments are nonpartisan, as I believe that all parties are in the can. When I use words such as Democrat or Republican, um, those words are descriptives. They're not affiliations um, and they're not insults. <laughs> so let's take a quick review of the last couple of years, because the question we're asking ourselves is why has the planet split in two? 
why do we have one group believing one narrative, one group believing a completely different narrative, and then another group running around like headless chickens, not knowing what to believe and scared witless, spouting obscenities at those who are not scared witless? And all the people with this Trump derangement syndrome, why are they deranged? After four years of trying everything they could to remove him from office, none of which worked because all of it was a false narrative. You see, you have to understand that's why the virus came in, because they just couldn't topple him in the way that they wanted him toppled. And if you don't believe this, I'm sorry to say you are quite naive. They paid scientists to come up with false projections. We fell for this. They paid corrupt government officials in both federal and state level to issue mask mandates. And in under one year, 2221, right? Okay, in under one year, millions of small businesses went under, millions were left unemployed, many were evicted and made homeless. Suicide rates soared. Antidepressant medication, um, medication, the use of soared. And let's put this in perspective. The establishment was desperate because their evil deeds were being exposed. Somewhere people were waking up. Now, if we the people decide to awaken en masse and become proactive citizens and to think for ourselves, this would be dangerous for the establishment because no one can be executed because, you know, they could be executed for treason and crimes against humanity, which is what the lockdowns are, treason and crimes against humanity. The creation of this virus, the distribution of this virus, and then the measures to control the virus that they created in the first place. If that isn't treason and crimes against humanity, I don't know what is. You know, come on, we were we were told there was a patent registered for that, for the for the 19 strain, but the CDC can't isolate the virus. Many individuals and benevolent organizations have asked the CDC for samples of the strain. CDCs, it can't accommodate them. It doesn't have an isolated sample of the strain that is supposed to be such a threat to mankind that society has been brutalized and collapsed and subjugated just to get it under control. Is this not a red flag? What about the fact that there wasn't really a spike in mortality? We fell for that. If there's no spike in mortality, where's the pandemic? In a pandemic, people continue to die of all the things they regularly die from. And in addition, many more are killed from the new contagion. But that new contagion seemed to have replaced everything we normally die from, including broken legs that went septic or car accidents and strange things that somehow this virus caused. And anybody with at least one functioning brain cell and some sprinkling of impartiality would be able to see that something is wrong with the creation of this virus, the way that it was presented to the people, and yet fear froze people. Cloth masks can't protect you from a contagion. I knew that in high school. It certainly can't protect you from one that no one can seem to correctly identify. Um, you know, these are the, this is what's frustrating people. They went through all these thinking they were obedient and people seem to equate obedience with being a good citizen. A good citizen is one that calls out its government's bullshit. A good citizen is one that thinks for themselves and understands that the smallest segment of society is the individualized person. That within itself is an entire society. That comes first. The collective comes second. You know, masking people up for the privilege of going about their daily business. It's cruel, it's inhumane. And I'm fairly sure it goes against the principles of the Nuremberg trials, which I hope we see again. Um, if you're a thinking person, you would say to yourself, clearly there is another agenda behind this mask. Are we training mankind to give up its voice, to acquiesce to the almighty state? If we can't speak, then we can't gather socially. We can't share ideas and we can't expand consciousness. If they train us not to speak, we will eventually stop thinking for ourselves, or so they hope, and accept whatever the daily spin decides to feed us. And I'm so sad to see how successful that campaign has been. I do have a concern that people will not figure any of this out until it's too late. And I'm concerned only because I have to live here too, and I wish to live as a sovereign being.
Contagions come and go. Infections come and go. It is, in my humble opinion, the height of insanity to inoculate people. I am somebody who doesn't believe in vaccinations, but not for any other reason that, let me put it this way. I personally admit I do not believe in any va vaccinations. I believe as a shaman, it interferes with our innate cosmic intelligence interface. And also eventually every storm will run out of power. If we're being attacked by whatever in our environment, man-made or naturally occurring, we need to go head to head with it. We need to feel the cut of our enemy's blade understand his battle plan and make our own plan to outwit the enemy. That's called a God-given immune system. Two things the establishment and those who serve it, not mentioning any names Biden, Harris and co, and all of that lot, plus a bunch of rhinos, wish to deny us an immune system and anything given by God. So Trump won the election by a landslide. How can people not see that? Well, I suppose if you get your news from one media source, you've been brainwashed. And so that's easy to believe whatever they want you to believe. You don't have to think. You just accept what Big Brother tells you. Why do we fall for that? How is the sovereign soul made whole through that type of action? If the empty shell masquerading as Biden had won fair and square, why would the establishment engage in such extreme censorship? Shutting down the voice of half the nation and implementing communist regime level censorship, surely even with one brain cell. This is a red flag censorship in America for Americans. It is unthinkable. It makes the blood run cold. And the fact that there's a significant portion of the population that thought that was wonderful. I, I'm aghast. Aghast, my darlings, I tell you. And as for the fake inauguration, come on, which, by the way, was seen in Europe hours before it actually happened. That is interesting. Um, you know, Joe arrived in a civilian airplane. Everybody in that whatever ceremony it was, they looked morose as though they were attending a funeral. And they had strange photo ops of Joe in a room that was not the Oval Office. So are we still in an interregnum? We have no president. The military have the nuclear codes and they're in communication with Trump. They salute Trump, not Joe who apparently has been denied high Pentagon access. The whole charade, my darlings, it is a Luciferian Masonic New World Order takeover. That's what globalism is. Wouldn't they love a world modeled on the Chinese communist system, a world of masters and microchipped mind control slaves? Why would you vote for that? Why would you fall for that? And I think we all admit there has to be a great reset since everything is built on a cesspool of corruption, we have no option but to have a financial reset. But every time someone tries to kick the bad guys out and return us to some sort of gold standard or whatever the commodity we're standing up against lately is, someone gets assassinated, JFKs, or we have a 9-11 or a deadly contagion or any one of the distractions they try to pin on Trump. And we told stories many stories about the Luciferianism in the high cabal in Hollywood, about the tunnels, the adrenochrome, the satanic rituals, the sacrifices, the super soldiers. Um, and you all just lost your minds over that. Well, we were saying the world is in very real danger of enthroning the dark war for another thousand years. And, you know, you just, oh, it's, this is too terrible. No one could ever do that. But you didn't research it because a lot of these things are hidden in plain view. There are actors who have mentioned this type of thing, and some of their videos are still on YouTube. All in all, a great many people are not in their right minds, and they're admitting to it now. We have to be the ones that take up the space in our heads, people. We have proven that we're no longer creators of our own reality. We have to be the writers of our own stories. Don't acquiesce to censorship. Why would you hand over bodily and mental integrity to the establishment who want only one thing, which is total control over everything and everyone, and not just that. They want us to adopt their values, which are perverted and deviant and filthy and demonic. Um, ideologically, as a libertarian, I do not wish to regulate people's personal habits, but I think we can all agree that lowering the age of consent for a girl to her first period is not a good idea. Normally, pedophilia is not a good idea. Normalizing cannibalism is not a good idea. Letting a six-year-old decide their gender is not a good idea. 
Opening borders and allowing millions of illegal immigrants to receive welfare when we have a huge underground population of homeless citizens is not a good idea. Giving billions in aid to other countries when our own infrastructure is in such poor shape is not a good idea. In fact, that's how most of the money laundering is done. It's done by government reps, isn't it? Foreign aid and um, right under the noses of the people who are naive enough to vote for them, uh, which is all of us, and also military overseas spending. That's a wonderful, wonderful money laundering oppor you know, opportunity. Using public money to bail out thugs who engage in property damage and violence is not a good idea. But so many people were going, oh, huzzah, huzzah, look at this, they're doing it. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, you know, we tolerate these actions by our, why do we tolerate this stuff? Probably because we're not in our right minds. Possibly because we're distracted by the cycle of our own lives. And that's an important point. One's life should never be so full or complicated that one has no time or motivation to see the bigger picture in which they are living. Every peasant in the kingdom, darlings, needs to know who benefits from their labours. Unfortunately, a lot of the peasants just don't care anymore. They're too damn tired. Well, I'm not going to go into any more details because I think we've quite successfully reviewed the last two years. So now we have to make some choices. If the polls are to believe 75% of Americans are extremely unhappy with uh, the turn that our country has taken in the last two years. Um, and if that's true, then who are the other 25 percent? Did they not get, did they not shop to give their opinion or are they just, do they love paying six dollars for petrol or gas, I should call it as an American? Do they love the fact that their grocery has tripled? Do they love the fact that, oh my gosh, I mean, the, the list just goes on. We have to make some choices. What type of a world do we want to live in? Do we want to live under Lucifer's new world order? No. Is that a choice? Of course it's not. That's not life. That's enslavement under the control of those who turn their backs on all things wholesome and holy. We are world weary. Yes. But unless we have actively participated in shaping this world for the better, we probably don't have the right to be world weary. Now we have Discussed many times, there's no such thing as external perception. We are conscious, but what does that mean? Consciousness is a data stream of cosmic intelligence. All perception is an internal affair. And let's just understand this one thing. The world outside will never change until we change who we are on the inside. Yes, this is a long-term plan, my darlings, but the letters that came in this week were along the lines of, what can I do to make sure that I never fall for this again? First and foremost, claim your power as a manifestation of the cosmic divine. You were created in source's energy waveform, the blueprint of perfection. Any physical experience is an adventure we create to prove our godliness. We go far into the boonies of the universe and we say to ourselves, how far from truth and goodness can we travel until we can redeem ourselves or perhaps is it possible to be completely lost and never find redemption on a physical realm? But adventure we must. And the answer to that, of course, is yes, we do it all the time. That's why we created heavens so that we could chill out in our planetary heavens in between incarnations and resolve redemption issues there. But, you know, I'm too verbose, I think. Number one, claim our power as the manifestation of the supreme cosmic intelligence. Own it, babies, because that's what we are. Number two, to thine own self be true. Live the life you want to live for the evolution of your soul and for the betterment of mankind. Yes, but live the life that you want to live. Only then will your personality refine and enjoy. So don't let yourself be bullied. Don't be bullied into acting in ways that you know are immoral, unethical and harmful. Look in the mirror every morning and say to my own self, I am true. And then that will start a whole rabbit hole of who am I, why am I here and all that. But those are very good rabbit holes to go down. Be curious about life and the world around you. So many small minds, so many small worlds. Review mental health from time to time. If you find yourself slipping into depression, stop. Do some deep breathing. Do a protocol that clears the aura. Assess the situation. Find something you're interested in, something that makes you smile, something that gives you curiosity. It may have killed the cat, but it will save the human. Be 
careful about what words you use. People are trying to change the meaning of words, aren't they, right now? Words have power. And I'm going to quote Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote Four Agreements, which is a great book. Everybody should have that book. Be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. When we say a thing, it should be true. Everything in the cosmos is frequency. Words have their own frequencies. We light each other up with our words. We destroy lives with our words. Our words convey intel and people never forget how your words made them feel. We can sow seeds of hope with our words and we can sow seeds of hatred and fear. Our words can make dry land for those who are drowning in sorrow. We can sing praises to our God with our words or we can chant black magic rituals with them. We can enchant and we can disgust with our words. And words that are repeated over and over again are often accepted as truth, even though they're lies, false narratives, people, because our brains naturally enjoy a shortcut. And we are more likely to believe things that have been said in repetition, just the way our brains work. So reclaim the brain and remind it. It has to run it by the entire system. When we're impeccable with our words, we are encouraged to take right action. We take responsibility for our actions. That's what responsibility is. Appropriate action, the correct response. And we live in a world run by liars who are not impeccable with their word, who do not accept the divine as their creator. And their entire focus is on material acquisition and global domination. We have become accustomed to organizations lying to us. We seem to accept it as just the way things are. And that's one of the biggest mistakes mankind has ever made. That's why they wanted to kill Donald Trump. He called out their lies to their faces. And no one lies, in my opinion, more than politicians. They're so good at it. So practice restraint of pen and of tongue. Just because it's on social media and you can't see the people you're yelling at, it doesn't mean you haven't put that vibration out there. What was one of the other tenets that uh, I think Ruiz goes on about? Remain teachable. Pursue whatever course of study appeals to you, but then study, study, study. Enjoy. Don't stunt your capacity for growth by refusing to step outside your comfort zone um, content or by rejecting new ideas before exploring them. We must be open to this universal flow of giving and receiving in all things, and information is one of those things. Dump the baggage. You can't carry what the universe, you can't pick up what the universe is giving you if you're carrying the grievance of 60 odd years behind you. Darlings, the universe is in constant motion. It's constant. It's dynamic. It's exchange. It's give and receive. That's what we are. If our blood stopped flowing, our bodies would die. So we need to keep the circulation going to keep everyone alive. Yes, but we're all terrified of our supply being cut off, aren't we? So oh, it is so difficult for people to balance these metaphysical principles with the practical aspect of living on a planet. Do we trust the universe to give us all we need when we need it? Yes, if alignment is stable within us. But I suspect the answer to that question for most people is, gosh, I would love to have that level of unshakable faith. But the truth is, no, I don't. So we need to cultivate direct knowing of universal love, not some concept of faith. We need to develop an intimate relationship with the divine. That's what alignment is. When you're in alignment, you don't need to work at stuff. It just flows. Look at the word, we, the world we have created. It's bursting with stuff. There's tons and tons of stuff and moolah out there waiting to be claimed, waiting to be created and claimed. Life is giving and taking. It's up and down. There's good days. There's not so good days. We are energy. Everything is energy. And all of it is sourced from the same source I am. So there should be no difference in difficulty in manifesting, what, $5 and $500 and $5,000 and you know, maybe $5 million. Who knows? It's all recycled energy. If you have enough to share and others are in need, great, share. It'll come back tenfold. Are these well-worn platitudes? They're actually metaphysical tenets and they're universal laws. But they're not going to work if you think you're being granted a favor. 
You have to be in alignment, be the favor giver. It's all perception in our attitude. Mm. Take a moment each morning to look at yourself in the mirror and say something along the lines or think something along the lines of the universe flows through me. I'm part of the universal flow of life. God's love flows through me. God receives love through me. Ah, I give love to others. God gives it through me. Start this conversation. I, you know, invite your cosmic body to inhabit your human body. Lovingly and willingly merge mind with the mind of God. Expect good things to happen. Give and receive with ease and with gratitude and try not to take anything personally. Even if it is meant as a direct insult, a different version of us exists inside each person's head. People assess each other through their own unique filters, their assumptions and bias based on their social and cultural conditioning, the care and guidance they receive during their domestication period. You know, as the Kabbalah says, each person is a universe unto themselves. When people are frightened or angry or feeling insecure, as most are, they lash out. Just don't take it personally. Take the stoic way. Take the higher ground. Say to yourself, I was within range. Whether I'm the target or not is irrelevant for your own peace of mind. Don't take on other people's emotional trash. Emotions are intelligence. You may never know the reason behind their lashing out, but you will know how it made you feel and you will ask yourself why it made you feel that way. And then you'll fix it. And that applies to compliments as well. Don't take them so personally. I mean, always say thanks and it's very nice. But it works the same as insults because the compliment may or may not be genuine. We may never know the true reason behind the compliment, but we will know how it made us feel. You know, um, I'm, my partner is a, is a theater arts major, a performer. And they, they warn performers not to believe their publicity. And there's a good reason for that, because <laughs> it feeds the tricky little ego fellow in there. Um, and we slip out of alignment with cosmic intelligence. So our level of suffering is equal to our ability to react appropriately to comments and actions. Don't get into trouble by taking things personally. You'll just make the rift bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a waste of time to be hurt by careless comments or actions. We're responsible for our own actions and reactions, not the actions and reactions of others. So learning to govern ourselves is where our focus should be. If we train ourselves not to take anything personally, it will greatly enhance our life experience. There's a universal law that states if you want to acquire something on a physical realm, you have to relinquish your attachment to it. So we talk about understanding detachment and understanding attachment. What does that mean? Because many would ask, OK, well, if I want to create something, if I want to acquire something, how can I relinquish my attachment to it? You're not relinquishing your intention for it. You're not relinquishing your desire for it. You're relinquishing your attachment to the result. And some people would call that let go and let God. And in a way, it is. So you're in the process of creating and acquiring this thing and you'll work diligently and honorably throughout the process, of course. But um, in alignment, well, you either trust God or you don't, and I, I'd go for trust. You'll detach yourself from the details of any particular in, uh, outcome. You know, don't micromanage the affair once you've given it up to the Almighty. Attachment and excessive need for control. That's where insecurity and fear come in and infect a society. And it's also a symptom of poverty consciousness and poverty, not just for money, but for all things. Ask anyone who's lived through war, ask anyone who's been kicked out of their homeland and had to start over again in foreign lands, ask them what they have learned and they will say to you, don't get too attached to people, places or things. Attachment gives us an image of things tethered to us, things we have to carry around. 
Detachment implies a sense of freedom. Where there's freedom, one can create. Don't be lost. Don't be afraid to be lost. Don't be afraid to wander, to adventure. You don't always have to be anchored to something heavy. That, I believe, is a fearful mentality. You know, back in the ancient time, once warriors or shamans had finished their apprentice level training, they sent them out into the open environment to fend for themselves for an extended period of time. And they were given a project. Warriors probably had to kill something and whatever. Um, and shamans uh, may have ended up killing things because there were many wild critters in those days, but mainly they were sent out to receive a vision. But the purpose of sending them out was not to kill a wolf or get a vision. The purpose of sending them out alone was to ground them in uncertainty. No food or water was given for the journey. They had to feed themselves, water themselves, keep themselves clean and infection free, shelter themselves against the elements, protect themselves against beasts. When you're grounded in uncertainty, you have to make a choice. You either align with all that is and complete your mission or you give up and get sick and die or go back to your village of failure. The real wealth is in our spirit core. When we know that everything can be created from within, we don't see God as something out there giving us advice and being benevolent to us. I think we should remember some of these ancient practices. So we should be retraining ourselves to call upon our inner spirit to provide for us. The search for security is an illusion. Every thought sends ripples in time and space, which alters millions of outcomes per second. Nothing is secure. We can amass great wealth only to have a new regime come in throw us out of our castles and commandeer our holdings and sell our slaves to the opposing party. With detachment, you still live your life. You set your goals and revise your process, but you're open to an alternative outcome. And frankly, when we're in process, we don't know how things will turn out. We may have a particular end game in mind, but if we focus only on one ending, we might miss a better opportunity. I'm not someone who believes in good luck. I believe in preparedness, diligence, and being vigilant and alert for new opportunities. But I don't believe in overthinking, and I believe in leaving the final details to the divine. The present moment is truly the only moment of power, because clearly we can't go back in time and undo our misdeeds nor can we travel into the future and set plot markers for ourselves. And accepting the experience of the present moment, and let's all just take a moment, shall we? November the 9th, 2022, we know that there should have been a red wave. I think we're getting a bit of a red splash. And we know that, um, we know there's clear fraud. No one runs out of ink on election day or runs out of paper on election day or hasn't checked their malfunctioning tabulators on election day or, you know, shows up to vote and has been told that they've already voted when they haven't. I mean, if you can't see that this is fraud, I'll be polite and say you are naive. So let's accept the experience of the present moment, which simply means acknowledging the experience. We don't necessarily have to like what is going on in the present moment. I mean, if our house catches fire, we're not expected to run around in glee going, ooh, ooh, what a wonderful spiritual opportunity. Whoopee, I wonder what I will learn from this. And, you know, and if you did that and I saw you, I would probably question your mental health. Acceptance means no resistance to the situation. We acknowledge what is happening and we acknowledge and hopefully process the situation. That's what we do. If we crash or panic or run around screaming, we're not displaying a correct functional response to the situation and it will not resolve favorably. If we stand back, calmly acknowledge the house is on fire without resistance, we will be inspired to take the correct course of action. And when we're in acceptance, we deal with situations as they come up. And if we deal with situations as they come up, we don't have to look over our shoulders for carefully hidden emotional baggage to catch up with us. That's all it means. Don't carry baggage. Pay attention to what's happening now 
have the guts to stop and say, where am I right now? What's going on? I suppose if I was to bring, the, I think we've randomly done nine points. We should put this in a list. Um, then this would be number 10, perhaps, which brings us then to the end of this particular segment. If something is worth doing, it's worth doing properly. Don't do anything half-hearted. Always do your best. And, uh, you know, always do your best. And your best is not always going to be amazing. Sometimes it will be mediocre, but if that's genuinely the best you can manage at that time, then it's good enough. Our moods change from day to day. Some days we can move mountains. Other days we can't move a cupcake. And then other days we have trouble motivating ourselves to get out of bed. I've had a couple of those days. I mean, I can always move cupcakes. I mean, the getting out of bed days. We didn't come here to suffer and deteriorate, but to live happily, to enjoy all the wonderful things the Earth realm offers us. Doing your best doesn't necessarily mean working 80 hours a week and destroying yourself, trying to build a better life for your family, but you can't see your family because you're working 80 hours a week and you're so tired and pissed off when you come home, you let everybody and go to bed. You won't be able to keep up that pace for long. Why don't we do our best in all situations at all times? Weren't we told we should always do our best? I would say most people are in jobs they hate. The paycheck would be the only motivator. There's no enjoyment in the procedure that makes up their workday. They don't enjoy it. They don't want to do it. And if you're not doing it and you just, you're there, but you're not there, well, you're not in acceptance of the moment. And I can't tell you how dangerous that is. You're spending eight hours a day blocking out everything, not just the bad stuff. You're blocking out all inspiration. It is difficult to do your best when you hate doing something that you don't, you know, but if you've contracted to do something, be impeccable with your word. You have a moral obligation to fulfill that contract as written. How do we expect other people to respect us if we don't respect our own actions? Too many people hate or have no investment save the financial reward in what we do. And that's a fundamental problem in society. This is what we hope will change with the new golden age. So we don't do things with half a heart. And then, you know, you, we get a couple of days off a week and to do things you enjoy, but all the other chores have to be done. People are stuck. They're unhappy. They're frustrated. They're angry with themselves and then they're angry with everyone else. And just like that, life sucks. And it's unfulfilling. And our minds are polluted. And people are saying, do your best, do your best, do your best. <laughs> and then they say, well, you expect us to have an attitude of gratitude. Why should I express gratitude for my home, my job, my car, etc.? Those are the people who are not happy with their lives. And then there are other people who say, if I'm on a path of spiritual alignment, am I not supposed to take these things for granted? Why should I give thanks? I think gratitude um, is, is unimportant to God. Uh, it's, it's good for us, though. And I think of it sometimes as a purely mechanical process. It's giving the universe a thumbs up. Thanks for that, matey. I'd like a bit more of that. Thank you. I'm grateful for this. I mean, perhaps your dream home is a lovely little English cottage with a thatched roof on it and a beautiful picturesque English village by the sea. But perhaps you live in a nondescript cookie-cutter flat in Wilsonville, Oregon. Well, you know, it's still a home <laughs> and you always want a house to live in, don't you? So be grateful. Be grateful for the cookie cutter flat while perusing websites specializing in English cottages. Don't sit there and bemoan. And you can apply this to every aspect of your life today, as, as people are right now, screaming about the fraudulent elections. And uh, what, what, what does that help? How does that help? There's a better way deep inside of us. We can do better, people. We were born unique and original. The entire hierarchy of light supports our space adventures if we would only let it. Look at yourself in the mirror. You were born unique and original, not an obedient slave. Not somebody who wants to be transhumanized into an automaton. 
You came here to bring the glory of supreme cosmic intelligence to our chosen realm. This is our chosen realm, Mother Earth. Let's not allow ourselves to waste all that glorious, divine, cosmic originality by falling for what was the greatest con ever spewed out by the media minions upon the poor, distracted, unsuspecting denizens of this beautiful planet. So I guess I haven't had a drink for a while. Hold on, I'm a little dry. Oh, oh I have to be careful with this one, my darlings. Excuse me. <laughs> the little bubbles get up my nose. I actually quite like that, but um, I know it doesn't sound good when you're listening to it. So what am I asking you all today? I'm asking you to discover the authentic new, the authentic you. It's not going to happen overnight. And self-honesty seems to be a problem for us, isn't it? And I've, I've never really understood that because self-honesty, who's going to know? If you want to have a conversation with just yourself, prayerful contemplation with the divine or with universal knowledge or whatever you want to call the force, who's going to know? It's just you and God. If we can't face our own fears internally, if we can't look at the things that we have done and review them, if we don't have peace within ourselves, if we're at war within ourselves because we can't even look inward to refine our personalities, to meet our glorious illuminated souls, if all of that's going on inside us, what sort of weak link are we then in the world? How can we be of service to others? But put, put the service aside. How can we actually see what's right and what's wrong and what's going on outside if the vehicle that we occupy is filled with so much distraction, so much energetic static that it can't even look at its own workings? We have to be whole within so that we can discern what's happening without. How do we replace all this depression and confusion with an undercurrent of joy? What is joy? What is happiness? Regain your personal power, my darlings. Every morning I do this. I look at myself in the mirror. I say, hello, do I recognize this person? I take a look at the light that's in my eyes, the spark of consciousness, the spark of motivation. How do I feel? What vibration is going through me that morning? Am I hopeful? I really question every single day. Am I an independent thinker? So much information and misinformation going around. I just take a moment to do some meditation, some breathing. Because being an independent thinker, that's the greatest of all human superpowers, to choose our aims, our affections, our, our, our actions. I want to be capable of feeling. I want my emotions to be processed. I don't want it to be a disturbing process. And I don't want to be distracted by petty pursuits and false emergencies and all the little tiny campfires that everybody's lighting all over the place. Look at yourselves in the mirror every day and get to know the person in that mirror. Now, fair warning, um, if you're going through some stuff in your life, this can be rather a spooky experience in a certain way. So make sure you leave the light on. Um, be quiet for about five minutes while you do this. It's going to seem like an eternity to people who don't meditate. But five minutes of talking to yourself in the mirror Really look at yourself. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. To be the authentic you, you have to be free. You have to understand personal freedom. Mankind's main motivation is to seek and experience personal freedom. And that is not a political or philosophical statement. The cosmos is a creative experience. It grows when its denizens define their desires and attempt to actualize them. It shrinks when societies are controlled by a minority of people that we call elites who are really reptilian parasites. 
Enforced conformity is the enemy of creation. Where have I heard that? That's the true meaning of think outside the box, isn't it? Go beyond your conditioning. Go beyond your education. Go to the land of what if? The freedom to choose and actualize our desires. It creates the vital force needed to expand the universe, to make space for new planets, for new races, for new experiences. Why is freedom so important to us? What a silly question, because it is our nature to want to ascend to a higher level of being. Living in shackles, we build a world for others. Free from shackles, we build the cosmos. In shaman terms, anything less than personal freedom, well, that's where the zombie apocalypse comes in. So where did I get this list here? I'm going to share this. I came across this today. It's quite possible I may have written it, but I can't take credit for it because I honestly can't remember. But it's my am I turning into a zombie checklist? Number one, am I pursuing and crafting a life on my own terms? Hmm. Let me think about that. Really think about it. Number two, are my current anxieties a result of unresolved emotion from my past? I need to explore my emotions and remove my triggers. Number three, how often do I lie just to fit in or not to cause a scene? And that includes little white lies. Remember, no one's going to come and kill you for these. It's just you and God having this conversation. Number four, how often do I tell myself that I will take action, but only when this or that or the other is in place? Mm, the old god of procrastination. Number five, what percentage of my day is spent feeling lighthearted and spontaneous? You know, like a Disney movie, la 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 la, la 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 la, and then all the critters come and they clean your house and they play the recorder for you. <laughs> hopefully better than I just played the kazoo. Number six, when I speak my mind, when I share my thoughts, feelings, ideas, and so forth, am I concerned about acceptance? Ooh, it's so difficult to be honest with these things. Number seven, am I in integrity? Am I whole, undivided, with my sense of honor intact? What does integrity mean to me? Number eight, what is my definition of service to the divine and how am I serving mankind? Number nine, <laughs> how susceptible am I to marketing and media? Big mind control clue here. I have lost count of the conversations I have had with people where they don't understand that being influenced to buy a certain product because they saw it in every television commercial is actually mind control. And number 10, this is an interesting one. On a scale of one to 10, how driven am I to rise above my circumstances and actualize my goals? I guess, darling, what we're trying to find out here is are we living our lives or are we living somebody else's life? Are we writing our own play or are we just walk-ons or bit players? in somebody else's bigger story. Mm. True freedom is not about giving into our impulses. It's not about indulging every mood swing and every passing fancy. No, that's somebody who has no control over their mind. True freedom is rising above our immediate impulses and above social pressures, genuinely expressing the type of person we want to be, the type of life we want to live the legacy we want to leave for those who will come after us and step into the energy we have created. The energy we are currently creating is frightening. Let's not do that. True freedom requires responsibility. It's not about avoiding pain and struggle. It's about processing pain and struggle so that it eventually becomes unnecessary. And because you have been such good people, and you have spent all this time listening to me fixing the world from my own point of view. Um, I feel I should read you a poem. 
<laughs> so this poem uh, is one of many that I have written. And I think for the last two or three years, I've been saying, <clears throat> I'm going to publish my book of really bad poetry, but I haven't done that yet. And it's already almost the end of the year. So I'm going to make a commitment to myself that I'm going to keep some point in 2023, Annie Mad Shaman Avidician's really bad, but occasionally brilliant poetry is going to be put together and it is going to be published. So folks, it's time for a little pat of poetry. I think I'm getting better on the kazoo. This little poem I wrote is called What I Want for Christmas. Here we go. Secure the US border. Dismantle New World Order. Stop CRT dividing races. Slap the CDC in their faces. Topple the mainstream media. Stop promoting paedophilia. Expose government-funded hate. End the ridiculous multi-gender debate. Arrest the ones who promoted the jab. Let them pay for each life they put on a slab. Make deals with those who wish to blow the whistle. And finally, Santa, please let me program my own guided missile. <laughs> Well, my darlings, I think we're getting kind of close to the end of the show. And I wonder if I'll have any of those things for Christmas. I'll, I'll take all of them, including the guided missile. Folks, if you want to know what I'm up to, uh, arnieavidician.com will let you know. Sign up for my newsletter. It comes up on the first Monday of every month. And like yours truly, it's sweet, it's short, and it's full of buttery goodness. Most of our stuff is on Zoom right now, but all of our services are available in person for those who are not afraid to, you know, get close and boogie with me. Okay, um, what else? Let's see. What else have I written here? Oh, I think we should be coming down to, uh, to cocktail time right now. So let me finish this little lovely cocktail. Hold on there, folks. Hold on there. Mm. Mm. Yummy. I should also mention um, on my Christmas list after that poem very quickly, I would also like um, a Beretta CX-4 Storm Rifle chambered in 9mm because it's a perfect fit for my little body. So anybody out there who's dying to find the perfect Christmas gift for me, uh, Beretta CX-4 Storm Storm uh, Rifle 9mm chamber, please. Exactly what I need. Thank you so much. My address is on my website. Folks, that's it. I'm done with my drink. <laughs> So I guess I'll end the show. I hope you enjoyed listening in as much as I enjoyed recording it because I had a blast, even though I think today I was really rather more serious than I usually am. Um, but I promise you more laughs next time around. But today's real life cocktail, which made me very, very happy and is in honor of my Floridian friends currently battling Nicole. It's a dark and stormy and here's how you make it. Two ounces of dark rum, three ounces of ginger beer, half an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, and a wedge of a lime. You get a highball glass, fill it with ice, put the ginger beer in, then float the dark rum on top of the ginger beer, squeeze some lime juice in, and place a fresh wedge in the glass. And I don't mix, I just poke the ice a bit to merge the colors and blend the flavors. It's refreshing, and I love ginger beer, and rum's not bad either, so it's a win-win. Remember folks, cocktails are great if they are an occasional treat. If you use top quality ingredients and take the art of mixology seriously, one drink, uno, is all you need. I'm Arnie Mad as a Hatter, Shaman Avidician. This was a Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Until we meet again, take your heads out of your asses. Don't give evil any free passes. And above all, my darlings, let the spirit inhabit the human. <laughs> have been listening to The Metaphysical Martini with Ani Avdesian, The Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com.
Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for a huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com.